Welcome back to this week's podcast, this week's edition of BC Bucks Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by head men's basketball coach of the Briarcliff University men's basketball team, head coach Mark Figuera. Coach, another week. Uh, talk about last week's games. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Had to be happy with. But uh, other than that, how are we doing? Doing good. Bobby, you know, it's full disclosure, we just rolled into Jamestown, North Dakota after a beautiful bus ride up here and uh, getting ready for, for the Jimmies tomorrow. Absolutely. And it sounds like you were able to, to watch a little hoops on your way up there. So a uh, nice way to kill a, a long bus ride like that. Yeah. And, and I tell you what, and I know you and I text about this during the day. There's a lot of people that complain about this trip. I actually really enjoy this trip. You know, you get to spend some time with the guys on the bus, stopped and had dinner on the way. I mean, it's, it's, it's January in GPAC basketball season. What more could you ask for? Got an opportunity with a big road game tomorrow against a, two pretty dang good teams, and that's a heck of a trip right there. You know, I know weak-minded people like you don't like it because it's a little long, but, you know, I actually enjoy this trip. Well, hey, and I have no problem with you calling me that because uh, I know I'm strong-willed, and I'm one of those guys that call me what you want. I'm, I'm fine with sleeping on the bus ride up there, waking up, just treating it like a business trip as always, like it should be, and then get the job done and going home. So that's just my philosophy, and I'll stick to it. So, um, But, no, Coach, without further ado, let's, let's roll into last week because uh, the two games last week – uh, some really good wins um, in GPAC. And then uh, that rolls into this week with two tough ones. Let's start last Wednesday, though. Uh, like we mentioned on the podcast last week, going to Mitchell, to the Corn Pals, playing a really tough uh, Dakota Wesleyan team, long athletic team. Uh, came out of the gates maybe a little flat. I know we got down 10 nothing right away, but, wow, what a response after that first time out from the guys and was able to come out with a nice – 12.76-64 win uh, on the road, and, and we'll say it and we'll say it again, but, hey, nothing beats a GPAC road win. Bobby, the fact that you said a little flat is the understatement of the year. Four possessions, 10-0, uh, Dakota Wesleyan's up. But, uh, yeah, you know, after a, a very calm timeout we had after those first four possessions, I, I was really happy with our guys' response. And, you know, you take that – first two and a half, whatever it was, minutes uh, that, that we built that amazing deficit in a short amount of time. Um, our guys were really good that game uh, and on both sides of it, really. I thought we defended really well after that. I thought we really got the ball moving. I thought we, uh, we got really good shots. And, you know, it was one of those games where we've had some games this year where we've been really balanced across the board. We've had some games where one guy really got it going. And then we had a game like Wednesday where Connor Groves was awesome in the first half. Um, you know, he had 15 points, hit a couple big threes for us, really kick-started our offense. And then in the second half, he, he had 15 and a half only, and he finished with 17. But he actually played a great second half. Um, you know, he really, with some of his screens and cuts, got some other guys open. And, you know, they obviously focused on him a little bit more. And, and I thought he did a really good job just, you know, making a couple extra passes or setting a screen. And then Jaden Klein-Hesslink was awesome in the second half. You know, I think he had 16 or 18 of his 24 in the second half. And so it was like we had two different guys really go off for us. It was just one in each half. And so the, and I, I've said it many times, and I've said it on this show, um, having multiple guys that, that are capable of that is a luxury. 
because you don't have to depend on one person all the time or one or two guys all the time. And it takes a lot of pressure off the guys where they know they don't necessarily have to be on from three or they don't have to be ready to score 16, 18 points every single night because there's other guys that can take up the slack. And so that that's always fun to see when a couple of guys get it going like that, especially on the road. Yeah, and I'm really glad you brought up the screening because that was going to lead into my next point. And, and obviously the Princeton offense is – huge Briarcliff staple uh, with uh, the pinch post and then having those split actions with the curl pop, the backdoor pop, the flare pop. I mean, there's so many different actions that you can do out of it. it and it's it's a, the base offense, I would say, and, and disagree with me if you have to, Coach. But, I mean, to have the luxury of setting those good screens and being able to get some, some really nice buckets off of a, a quick backdoor because, hey, we got guards to guards coming at each other. Hey, we're worried about maybe a curl or a slip or something. But, hey. I thought the guards played really well, especially in the second half with a lot of those those split actions uh, and got a couple of really nice backdoor layups out of those as well. They did. And, and you know, there was a couple of things. I thought I thought we missed a couple in the first half, not not the miss the shots, just missed throwing the actual pass. And, um, you know, our, our big guys do a really good job of finding our guards on those cuts a lot of the time. But. Um, you know, there was a couple things we talked about at halftime that we wanted to, to really look at. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot of what we do. We leave it up to our guys to make the reads in the moment. And they did a really good job of that. And I, I think early in the second half, particularly, we scored four or five layups off our base action. And those are, those are backbreakers for a defense. And obviously, anytime you can get that high percentage of a shot, that's exactly what we want to get. And you know, that, that kick-started our second-half offense, and we were able to build a, you know, 10-, 12-point lead and, and just sustain it throughout. So really happy to, to go up there and get a win. And, um, you know, you said it, there, there's nothing better than a G-Pack road win. It makes that drive home pretty dang fun on a Wednesday night. It really does, and I just want to touch base defensively quick uh, on Wednesday. I mean, you, we talked about that 10-0 run Dakota Westing got out to right away, and, and they were without Mason Larson due to some some COVID-19 protocol things. But you, you look at a guy like Colin Oppold, I mean, he's versatile in the fact of, I mean, he can he's strong, physical, can take it and pound it down low, but has the touch and can shoot it from the outside. And he had five of the ten quick points, had a three-pointer and a, and a basket down low. Um, but And I thought after that timeout really settled in and against their big guys defensively, we kind of turned up the energy big time, was able to make some good reads and switches when we needed to. And, I just thought defensively, for the most part, the guys for the the entire 40 minutes just were really locked in. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Not the whole 40, Bobby, about the 37 after the initial spurt there. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and that the thing is, we've had some flashes this year where we've been pretty good defensively. Um, we've had some flashes where we've been pretty bad defensively, and we're still striving for consistency. But at the end of the day – doesn't matter what adjustments we make game to game or, you know, what coverages we change game to game. The only way we can be good defensively is, is our guys playing actively and aggressively. We have to make plays. We need to force some turnovers. We need to get some deflections. We need to make the offense just a little uncomfortable for us to be successful. And I thought we did a good job of that. I think we're, we're moving in the right direction. We're more consistent than we were a month ago. And you know what? A month from now, we need to be more consistent than we are right now. But I, I've been really pleased with how our guys have approached that in practice. And, and, you know, early in the year, we would talk about being aggressive, making plays, 
all that stuff. But then we would, we would talk about a scouting report and you get so caught up in a scouting report. The first thing that does is it takes away from your activity and your aggressiveness. Now we've kind of found a way to, to kind of meld that together. And, you know, every game is going to be a little different. Every team presents a different offensive issue. Um, especially in this league where the offense is so good, but um, we're getting there and, and, and we're going to try to keep getting better as we move forward. And, you know, after, after this next game, we're on the back half of the GPAC schedule, which seems crazy because it seems like we just started, but uh, that, that is where we're at right now. Yeah, it's definitely a fun place to be, and, and especially with where the boys are at right now. So really nice 12 point win there um, in Mitchell on Wednesday. And then, Hey coach, you go to Saturday back in the Newman Flanagan center. Obviously, always really nice to get back in there. And this one had a feel just watching it at home. After those first five minutes, I mean, they were they were up 5 nothing right away. Another sluggish start from the guys, but the guys battled back. But, it, I mean, just after those first five minutes, you could kind of tell, like, okay, wow, this is going to be those old Coach Figuera uh, sayings of, hey, you're not going to come out and, and get the knockout punch right away. It's going to take a couple of jabs and, and blows of the body. And it was just back and forth, just both teams kind of wearing down on each other until kind of there in the second half to start out right away. It seemed like Briarcliff got a little bit of momentum and was able to come out with a nice 66-58 win at home. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it was a slugfest, that's for sure. Um, I think uh, if you love really clean and crisp offensive basketball, that first half was not for you. Um, it was a little ugly at times, you know, I, I, I don't remember the exact time on the clock, but I looked up and we were like nine minutes into the game and it was five to five. And that's, uh, that's not my ideal style of basketball, but I'll tell you what, our guys really worked defensively because um, we were struggling offensively and you got to give Don a lot of credit. I thought they had a really good game plan. I thought they, they made things difficult for us, especially early on and, I think one of the big ways we've grown this year as a team is situations like that where our offense just doesn't quite click right away. We're able to weather that storm, get some stops. Um, eventually, the way we play should wear a defense down a little bit. And we saw that in the back half of the first half where we, we finally opened up. We hit a couple threes, got to the foul line a few times. And then, uh, you know, you said, I think it was – I think it was tied 40 to 40 at one point and we went on a big run to get up another eight or 10. And, you know, much like the Dakota Wesleyan game, we're just able to sustain that um, and finish it out. And, you know, there's a, there's a really selfish part of me that says, well, you know, I wish we would have extended that lead. Um, but gosh, dang, you get up eight or 10 in this league just to sustain that is really hard. And, and to do that a couple of times in a week, I was really impressed with our guys and, I think they're playing really, really tough basketball right now. And, you know, our offense had really been clicking for a few games in a row. We weren't, we weren't necessarily off. We didn't shoot it as well on Saturday, um, but we were able to have a really balanced effort across the board. And, you know, you look at the box score. Matt Stillwell was huge for us off the bench. He led us in scoring. Um, I thought he made some big-time plays for us, just attacking the basket, um, particularly in the second half. <laughs> Yeah, and you talk about the last few games, obviously offense has been clicking and then maybe not so much here on Saturday. But, I mean, defensively, Coach, you look back at the last four games, Waldorf 59, Hastings 64, Dakota Weston 64, and you had Doan 58. So, I mean, defensively, guys really locked in right now, definitely buying into uh, the scheme and, and the strategy of what's going on. And 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Doan came out kind of physically defensively in the first half. I thought their guards played well against that Princeton and split action like we were talking about here a little bit ago. So I thought they did the most part. But, I mean, those last four games coming back from Christmas break here, got to be really excited and happy about the way the guys are, are playing defensively and just collectively playing together as a whole. Yeah, it, it, it comes down to a couple things for me. It comes down to their mindset and just their focus day to day. And I, like I said, I think we're in a really good place with that. And I think that's a product of having a, a pretty veteran and mature team. But I also think um, it's been our practices. And, and it's no coincidence that, and I said this last week, I probably said it before that, and I'll probably say it again, I look back at Thanksgiving, um, and, and since then, we've had really good practices. Um, no coincidence, we've played good basketball, and we've been able to continue to get better, and that is, again, getting into the back half of the conference season. The next challenge, the next step for us to take is to continue that mentality, continue to get better on a daily basis, continue to have good practices, continue to push each other, and don't be content. Don't settle for where we're at, regardless of what that is. Um, ultimately, we want to play our best basketball at the end of the year. And I think if we do that, we're going to be in a good situation. And I also think that it just goes to show on how tough right away that non-conference schedule was. Playing Benedictine, solid team, Indiana Wesleyan, national powerhouse, IU East, who's been known around the country nationally, too. So, that's been that's been huge. So I think that non-conference schedule definitely helps. So well, it it um, it, it, it made us yeah, better it, and it made us tougher, and it, it made us face a good amount of adversity. Um, and and part of that was on purpose in the scheduling. Part of it was you know we weren't quite there yet at the very beginning of the year, um, but it made us better. It made us tougher, and it absolutely brought us together. Um, and I think it forced us to, to look ourselves in the mirror a little bit and address, hey, we have to be better at this. We need to be sharper with this offensively. And now I think we're starting to see some of the dividends and, you know, we're far from a finished product. And, you know, we're, I like where we're at. I like the way our guys are playing, but there's still room to grow. And that's the most exciting part. Well, yeah, Coach, I mean, every game is tough, but none more tougher than the next one here uh, and the next one after that. But one at a time here. Uh, road game uh, going up to Jamestown, North Dakota, playing a Jamestown team that brings back a lot of experience and scoring from last year. A team that made a deep run, um, well coached, fundamentally sound in what they're doing. And when you bring a team like that back with all the scoring and experience, it makes for a really scary team to play against. But another one of those games got a really good chance to go prove yourselves against the team that's proven themselves not only to uh, the conference in general, but the nation uh, for what they can do coming out of the GPAC. So got to be really excited and looking forward to this Jamestown game playing against the likes of Mason Walters, who's nationally known, a double-double machine, uh, and other guys coming off the bench. I mean, you got uh, Birch and just all their guards that can kind of step in and score. So definitely a good chance uh, and test for us up in Jamestown. Yeah, I tell you what, they're really good. Um, they're good on both sides of the ball. They're efficient offensively. Uh, they're physical and big defensively, um, you know, and they're kind of an interesting team. Their bigs at the four and five are, are big, physical, strong dudes. Their guards are not overly big in terms of height. Um, they all shoot it really well. They're tough. Um, they have a lot of experience together. 
they've won a lot of games together. And, you know, we played some really good games with them really since they've been in the conference um, over the last three, four years now. And so we're looking forward to the challenge. You know, they present some problems with their size, with the, with the spacing they have on the floor and, and how well their guards can shoot it. Um, but, we're, but we're excited. Like I said, this is a fun trip to me. And uh, I just I'm, – I'm ready for it. It's, it's, it's been a, a fun game. We've played with Jamestown over the last few years. And, you know, it's – you look at – not that it's something we're dwelling on right now, but if you look at the GPAC standings, you got two of the top teams in the standings playing tomorrow night. And tell you what, that's why you come to play basketball at Briarcliff is to play in those kind of games. You know, we talk about it in recruiting. You come here, you're going to play big games. You're going to play games that mean a lot. And it's a phenomenal opportunity for us um, to go out and play well. And, you know, we do that. Chips fall where they may. It's going to be a great game, I would imagine. And, you know, I hope we're in a position to execute down the stretch to, to find a way to get it done. Yeah, and it's a great selling point uh, with recruiting, too. But it's just a standard that's been set here uh, ever since you've uh, came to Briarcliff, your coach, of being assistant, now the head coach with the likes of – uh, Matt Berg, Clay Harold, uh, Jake Shipley. You got, uh, obviously, assistant coach for Shane Graves. The list goes on and on. Jay Wolf, Eric Erdman, so on and so forth. But all those guys laying that foundation and setting that standard of playing in big games. And uh, big one here tomorrow. So, uh, big test up in Jamestown. Women's tip-off for that will be at 6 o'clock with the men followed here at 745. Uh, can't catch it. Make sure you go watch it at BCU Chargers. And Coach, yeah, you look at it Saturday, playing a door team for the second time, getting to the back half of the GPAC play here. Uh, and it's always tough playing in Sioux County, uh, whether it be in Sioux Center against Dort or City against Northwestern. Uh, so big test here for the guys on Saturday, traveling up to Sioux Center uh, and playing a tough uh, door team uh, that clipped us here earlier in the year. You know, it's funny because Coach Van Hatton and I ha have joked for a few years now like every time we play, our running joke is it's a high entertainment value game. You know, if you're just a fan of basketball and you want to go watch a game, odds are you're going to see a good game watching Briarcliff and Dort. And that, that goes back three, four years now. And, you know, the first game we played, unfortunately, we came up on the wrong end of it. It was the same thing. You know, we had, we had two chances with, uh, with under 12 seconds to go to win that game down one and, you know, rimmed out two shots. You know, what, what do you do? Now, as always, you can go nitpick a hundred different things throughout the game and the, and the final possession gets magnified and whether that's fair or not, whatever. Um, but they're, they're a good team. They're playing well. I mean, if, again, not to dwell on the GPAC standings, but there's seven teams kind of in the mix separated by two games right now. And, and Dort's another team that's right in that. They've had some really nice wins. Um, and it seems like they're playing pretty well as of late, but that's a rivalry game, a fun game. And, you know, I'll say it again, what I said about the Jamestown game, this is a week of, man, we get a couple of big games we get to play in. What more can you ask for as a college basketball player? Yeah, and not to dwell, like you said, but another one of those games, the first time you played them uh, here at the Newman Flanagan Center, slugfest, kind of back and forth, blows, blows. They went on a little bit of a run. We weren't able to sustain that a little bit. and Kind of ultimately, that's what clipped us. So another one of those games, I mean, the GPAC, got to sustain those uh, those runs that teams make on you, try and balance those out and, and try and counter with it. So going to be another tough matchup here uh, in Sioux Center on Saturday. Briarcliff men's women's team going up to Sioux Center and playing uh, at Dort here Saturday. Women's game, a little bit of a different time here as Dort is hosting uh, track meet that day. 
Women's game will tip off at 5 o'clock. Men's game will tip off here at 645 up in Sioux Center against Dort. So, Coach, another two tough games here this week, both on the road. But uh, like you said, the Briarcliff standard that's been set, got to embrace it. Always got to love the challenge. Absolutely. Coach, it's always time, uh, now time, I should say, for, for my favorite segment, uh, the life rules. And it uh, sounds like you got a pretty, uh, pretty solid one here for us this week. What do you got? I do. It's short. It's simple. I think it's effective. When, when you have your own set of life rules, such as somebody like myself does, you don't need to get caught up in just randomly, willy-nilly, trying to make up new life rules. If you have a really good set of life rules that are applicable to everyday life, you stick with those, even if that means that every once in a while on this podcast, I have a repeat life rule. You have a good set, you stick with it. Well, that's going to transition our way into the shout-out section here. And, Coach, I know you've got a good one here again this week. Uh, how about you start us off? Well, i got a, a couple – it's a kind of a two-part deal here. Uh, number one – Shout out to junior guard Connor Groves, was the Briarcliff Athlete of the Week, um, which propelled him onto the Cascade Hoops Talk podcast this week, which will come out, well, Wednesday, the same day this is going to come out. Um, So if you're not familiar, Cascade Hoops Talk, uh, Billy D does a great job highlighting the NAI. Um, I've actually been on there myself. It's a great podcast. He's a huge NAI basketball fan. Even if he's an Oregon Tech homer, he's a big uh, NAI fan. But uh, he does a really good job. He has coaches on. He does uh, some top 25 rundowns, and he has players on. And, and he, had, he had asked me if, if Connor would be willing to come on, and, you know, Connor went on there. So I'm sure he did a great job. I'm looking forward to listening to that tomorrow, so he'll be on there. Um, so shout-out to Connor for that. But furthermore, just want to give a shout-out to Cascade Hoops Talk, NAI Hoops Report, small college basketball. There's some, some media publications or media outlets out there that are doing a really good job highlighting, obviously, NAI basketball, but small college basketball in general. And, and that's been one of the great things about social media, seeing some of these things pop up that are getting a little more exposure to our level of basketball because, you know, it's not, it's not Duke versus Kentucky. But, gosh, dang, we got pretty good basketball at the NAI level, at the D3 level, at the D2 level. And I think it's great for the kids to get some, some much uh, deserved exposure. Yeah. I'm actually glad you gave those shout outs because huge platforms too. And you just think in the the brief amount of time, those uh, both of those platforms have been around. I mean, just the traction and following that they've gotten, they do a really good job. So yeah, definitely big time shout out to those guys. So, well, I actually want to give a shout out um, to my mom for a a specific reason. I know last Wednesday um, playing at Dakota Wesleyan, a uh, little bit of a, a slight equipment uh, issue with uh, a player for getting some shoes at home. Um, I actually gave her a call, dropping the hat. She was able to find some old uh, shoes of mine that maybe had a little bit of paint on them, but, hey, still basketball shoes. And, and she dropped what she was doing, correcting some some school papers and, and ran them over to Coach Saban and Forbes there in the, in the Corn Palace. So I want to give a shout-out to her and appreciate that. Well, hey, that's going to do it for this week's episode of BC Buckets Podcast. Uh, two really tough games this week, both on the road. Uh, Wednesday here, 7.45 tip-off for the men at Jamestown. Women at 6. Uh, get the top 25 team. Very tough Jamestown 
uh, a squad up there. So really looking forward to that. Can't catch it uh, in person. Make sure you go to bcuchargers.com uh, and check that out and watch the live stream. And then Saturday going to Sioux Center, playing at the DeWitt Gymnasium against Dort. A little bit of a different time change there. Women's game will tip off Saturday at 5 o'clock. Men's game at 6.45. So a little bit of a closer drive. Uh, highly suggest uh, people getting up uh, to Sioux Center. Like Coach mentioned, Dort, Briarcliff, always a really exciting game to watch. Always a tough game. So, Coach, two road games this week. Wishing you guys nothing but safe travels. All the best and uh, best of luck to, to you, the coaching staff, and all the guys. Hey, thanks, Bobby. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.